What's up, gang? This is Magic Collins, aka Magic Man. You're listening to the Fight the Funk podcast, hosted on Anchor FM, streaming on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and don't sleep on that YouTube, man. Enjoy this episode. All right, this is Magic Collins, aka Magic Man, and this is the Fight the Funk podcast. And today we got Cherie McDowell. From, Hi. Yeah, from Room One Sixteen. Thank you for joining yes. me. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Yeah, this is this is all. I've been trying to to get you on the podcast for like weeks. yeah. You are, <laughs> you are the most patient person ever, and I appreciate it. Life. Patient and accommodating, because yeah. I'll be all over the place. So I appreciate it. <laughs> Such is life, you know. You gotta be patient, man. So, uh, so what is like? What what makes your schedule so, like, like all over the place? Honestly, I'm really trying to take things to the next level, and I'm really trying to uh, also take things to the next level on the one end, and then get creative in terms of dealing with Corona stuff. Um, you know, because we're our whole mission is to create physical spaces for people to come together and empower them. So, um, you know. Okay. Given the fact that being together in person is like a challenge these days, um, yeah. had to get creative with just you know how we we're able to do that. So okay, and so, yeah. What, what is the um, what's Room One Sixteen? Yeah, so Room One Sixteen is a nonprofit that I created about four years ago. Four years ago on paper, I always say, and then about two and a half years we've been doing events and stuff. Um, but the whole mission is to be a space where um, young adults in particular, uh, I use young loosely. So people in our um, mid to late 20s, 30s, early 40s, that age range of life where people think you have it all together, but you're absolutely still trying to figure it out. (laughs) Right, you know, you know. (laughs) So so yeah, I wanted to create a space for us to come together and have fun um, and grow um, in ways that we don't always usually get a chance to as adults because we're so busy trying to survive and make it. Um, so really creating a space where um, we can, can our, our mental health can be poured into and we can grow, we can thrive and, and be the best versions of ourselves through community and, and coming together and, and growing and playing and connecting. Okay. And, and, um, and you study the psychology? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what my background is. Um, I have a couple degrees in psychology. Um, I was a therapist for a while. So that is, that's my that's where I live. So are you taking any more clients? Uh, I just wanted to. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny you ask that because I actually want to, I'm actually going to be starting a couple different um, programs through the organization where um, we have kind of like an informal um, counseling setting. So not like true clinical psychology, like no diagnosis or anything, something closer to life coaching, honestly. Okay. Um, to make it a little bit more accessible for people because therapy comes in so many different forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I realized. Like, uh, I'm a facilitator at uh, NAMI West LA. And it's like, and to me, that's been, that's been better. Like, not better, but that's been so complimentary to everything Mm, else I do. mm. Like, just having that support group every week. And it's like, man, I love you guys. You know, it's like, it's it's dope. It's dope. Yeah. Like, um... So yeah, I love this, uh, what you're doing. And then also I was looking into the program and uh, it's the first time I've ever seen a, a program where it's actually like having adult activities that doesn't need alcohol. 
Yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, that's that's dope. That's dope. Like, I, you don't even <laughs> think about you. that. You don't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. even realize that that was a need until, so I happen to not drink, um, but I have a lot of friends who do naturally. And mm -hmm. so before I started the organization, I would have these like game nights. We played board games and stuff at my apartment. And I have friends from all different walks of life, you know, friends on the more conservative end, friends on the more liberal end in terms of the activities they like to do. Mm -hmm. And um, I just had food and like juice and soda and games. And mm -hmm. people had so much fun. We were laughing, staying up till two, three, four, five, six in the morning, mm -hmm. having a good time. And I kept receiving the feedback time and time again with different groups, different people. I can't believe I had so much fun sober. I can't believe I had so much fun and there was no alcohol. Like, that's crazy. And I was like, are people not having fun without alcohol? Is that not, not a thing? And then the more I looked into it, I was like, wow, it really isn't a thing. Like, if yeah. that's what you're looking for, it's hard to find. So mm -hmm. I wanted to create a space where people had that option um, because it, I believe it is a different type of fun. There's definitely fun, um, you know, to having fun with alcohol for sure. But it's, it's a different kind of fun to really just have fun like we did when we were kids. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, also, like, how do you implement the uh, the financial stability? That that is also something that that people really don't, you know, it's like we kind of avoid and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So one of one of the the programs is so interesting because as um, as I've like started this and grown it. Um, we don't, we don't have our own building yet. So that's one major thing that we're looking forward to being able to have to really do all the things that are on the to-do list of, of programs and events and whatnot. But um, right before Corona hit back in March, we were just about to launch um, one of the programs we have called Adulting, Adulting 101, mm -hmm. where we teach different things that we should have learned in school, like financial literacy and cooking and, you know, taking care of your car and um you know how to buy a house and how to deal with you know credit and all, all the kind of things that that we you know should know that should be basic yeah. knowledge um but that we we still struggle with or we haven't yet to learn or haven't mastered or whatever so mm -hmm. um financial literacy is a big 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 part of that in in different mm -hmm. areas like you yeah. said um whether it's um investing or insurance mm -hmm. or buying a home or our credit or our budget, just so many different things go into to managing our money. Yeah, um, it's like, yeah. that's the thing. If, if, you know, it's like all the anxiety, no matter what groups you go to, if your money ain't right. Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> all the meditation, like your money still ain't right though. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's the way the system is set up, which I'm not a fan of personally, but you know, I got other plans to yeah, exactly. exactly. So, and that, know, and that, that's that's kind of. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. No, you're fine. Uh, but, but but that's thing is kind of like um, you got to kind of be strategic of how you're operating. You know, it's like you, you don't want to out uh, spread yourself too thin too soon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it is like a matter of like what are you focusing on? At each yeah, point. yeah. I've had to learn that. It's, it's a journey for sure of learning what to focus on and and how to navigate it all with your time and, mm -hmm. and money. So, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, so, and you guys are based out of like Lamert or? Yeah. Yeah. Lamert. So. Lamert Parking um, House. <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful space for those of you um, watching who haven't been, definitely check it out. It's like, it's like the blackest, Lamert Park and Inglewood, I feel like are tied for like the blackest parts of Los Angeles County. Yeah. Um, where you really get to see black excellence and uh, I would say Lamert Park especially just because they have a long tradition 
of having the outdoor um, events and stuff like that, really bringing the community together. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a long string. You'll, you'll find Inglewood too, but it's a long string of black owned businesses. And um, it's just a really supportive community. Um, like with, with Corona, we, ha we were in a, a space that was generous enough to, to let us be there. Um, and then, you know, the, the COVID whole thing hit. And so we weren't, weren't able to be there, took a break for a few months. And then now we're at Hot and Cool Cafe. Mm -hmm. um, and they're just amazing. The, mm -hmm. the owners, the whole staff is just really, really believes in community. And you see mm -hmm. that with a lot of the business owners there, um, the, the desire to really come together and empower one another and have a good time. And that's, that's you know, the, the heart of my mission. So I think I give you props and uh, hot and cool cafes, like, cause, uh, cause I don't know how you do a, a, a group meeting at 12. Like, I don't know how <laughs> Cause I was trying to join one at the at the end of the jam session. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Is that Friday night or something? Uh huh. It's Friday night. Yeah, and I was like, man, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, too, it's too late. You know, it, it's cool. A lot of people say that. A lot of people who haven't gotten a chance to really be a part of the the Friday night discussion. They're like, y'all be really having real conversations yeah. that late at night, but yeah, yeah like it, it and it gets really deep and really juicy, and mm -hmm. um, you know. Y'all got people walking by and stuff. Was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that and that's new because, like I said, right. we used to be in a space where it was just us. Okay. Um, and you know, we would be there to the to the wee hours of the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, this is a, a restaurant, so it's a different setup, and so, um, we we end more closer to almost you know exactly at twelve, um, okay. if not a little bit after. Mm -hmm. Um, but but yeah, it, the conversation is so good, and and people the the spirit of the conversation is is that it's a space safe space and a, a place where you know all perspectives are welcome all all belief systems are welcome all you know uh, any type of variety of, of diversity is is welcome and you know people really really embrace that and really feel free to be honest and so it's kind of like you know people share their truth and and it doesn't even really matter what's going on yeah. around us it's, it's yeah. been pretty cool that's dope. That's dope. Now, what like uh, to because you you took on a huge endeavor. Like, is this something that you were kind of like kind of already saw it in in high school or college? Mm -hmm. or you... No, that's a good question. Um, high school and college, I was focusing on becoming a therapist. So that was that was how I thought I was gonna change the world was through therapy. Um, I've always been that friend, you know, most people have that friend, <laughs> right, <laughs> where, you know, you're the one who they tell their problems to, you're the one who gives advice and whatnot, so therapy was kind of a natural direction for me to go in, and then um, I went to grad school, um, so I got my master's in clinical psychology, and um, that same program, I was going, headed to get my doctorate, and then it was a lot of discrimination in the program, and, and really uh was a really hard time in my life because i was doing everything right on paper and i was doing everything right with my clients with my therapy clients but um the the institution really put extra rules on me that they didn't put on my peers let's get into it let's get into it because uh, <laughs> so because i remember i was reading uh langston hughes when he graduated and uh he was like the best writer um mm. by, by far in his class um but but uh, he couldn't get a job to save his life. Mm. And, uh, and I forgot who it was. Uh, it was a woman. She was like, dang, who was it? Uh, pretty much she told him that he would have to do the chitlin circuit and go to all the black colleges 
and then promote his work through with his poetry wow. that'd be the only way he'd have a career wow and, that, and it's like there's so many different stories where mm. where it's like you have to for whatever reason like you're, you're held to a, a, a standard that doesn't even isn't even real it's like yeah, it's yeah. Like, so what was your experience like as a black woman trying to come up in this yeah it was it was really interesting because it was so unexpected for me i it was my first time was uh let's see i was like 22 23 when i started grad school mm -hmm. and so i had gone 23 years without really understanding the true depth of what discrimination looks like um because i had never really been told no i never really faced obstacles um outside of i always had like what they call add um in terms of so it was always a struggle for me in school in terms of focusing and time management and i went into grad school knowing that time management was a struggle um but what i didn't know was that um i was going to be penalized in a way that that other people weren't penalized mm -hmm. um for for the same thing so if i was late to cat class it was an issue but mm -hmm. other people who were late to class it wasn't an issue yeah. um or if i spoke up um you know, and, and had a little pushback in class about a question or a concept, um, especially when I wanted to bring a cultural element to the mm -hmm. conversation, like, okay, mm -hmm. well, well, let's think about this. It was, I got pushback where my peers, um, like I had a, a white male peer who um, was a similar type of student to me and would ask a lot of questions and push back with the discussion. And he was fine. He passed his evaluations and everything. Um, and, and I didn't. So um you know it, it's it's not like uh, anything official that's that's the thing that i feel like is is yeah. i don't like about racism slash discrimination yeah, yeah. in in today's day and age back back in the day it was blatant right it was, it was like, in your face. Yeah, yeah right 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 we are we are not accepting black people we are not accepting you know japanese or, yeah, or, or yeah. gays or whatever they were discriminating against right mm -hmm. like it was like very clear discrimination mm -hmm um now it's very subtle it's like yeah. you know like all yeah. sorts of niceties and yeah. and um it's there it's 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 explained away with other stuff but you know when you look when you look at it it's like come on exactly, what else could it be? exactly. yeah yeah mm -hmm. and, and that's where um so do you feel how how did those experiences shape you moving forward like mm. you, as, as so creating this how did that yeah work? yeah it, it did it really was a, a pivotal moment for me because like i said i had never experienced um it, it it made me woke i have you seen the new show woke on on hulu i haven't i keep hearing about it though it's a good show it's a good show right. i definitely recommend checking it out but uh without giving it away on the first episode he has an experience mm. um where he he faces you know um what we're talking about in a very real way and it completely helps him realize that that it's a problematic thing right like it just completely opens his eyes and so similar for me like i i didn't even i i used to be i used to be so blind to to the whole situation i used to think that like oh people are being extra like no one told it's 
it's it's 2000 whatever like no one's holding us back you know we have a black president like i was one of those you're people that part, I, you're that part. Oh, man. i i because i really i didn't face it i i went to a private school that was really mixed it was predominantly asian but a really nice mix of everything mm -hmm. and our differences were celebrated it was like oh i eat this and you eat this and we dance this way and you know it was just like cultural differences that were cool yeah, I, it, you, I never was made to feel less than because i was black or because i was a woman One so second. for the first time in my life like What's i that? wasn't what you say? I was like, uh, you you shaking the computer a bit. Oh, sorry, sorry. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, for the first time in my life, I wasn't being treated um, as as an equal and fairly, um, or at least at least I should say for the first time in my life, I noticed it. Who knows yeah, what I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what had been happening before in uh, elementary and high school, and I and I went to a, a HBCU for college, so mm. it was good there. But at any rate, so um, it, it did make me much more passionate about, um, I mean, I, I'm still passionate about helping all people, yeah. um, but it made me much more passionate about helping black people, helping my community, mm -hmm. um, because it's, I, I feel like of all the groups, like there's several groups in America that, that are discriminated against, of course, but I think that um, with African-Americans, the, the depth of it, is mm -hmm. just deeper than any other group. It's, it's yeah. really, yeah. Um, man, it's just, it's, it's, it's so many things. It's a whole system and so many lanes of that system that are really crafted to a T. Crafted. Specifically, like, crafted. hold us yeah. back. Like, like so, voter like, suppression. Okay. It's like surgical. That's what, what right? it's called. Right, no, surgical. like, it's yeah, like yeah. criminal mastermind type level stuff. Yeah. So it's like, okay, yeah. if, if there's so many forces that are specifically, strategically, against us then mm. on the flip side we have to be specifically strategically for us and that doesn't mean that you know all lives don't matter of course all lives matter yeah, but yeah. the reason why there's a focus on on black lives and the black experience is because we have a lot of catch-up to do in, in terms of really valuing mm. our people and our culture and and getting us on track to, to be successful in every area so mm -hmm. yeah yeah i feel that i feel that and that, that's the part where it's like um when people start to dive into uh, you know the real the 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 meat and potatoes of it mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. they, they normally can't stay in it because it is so dense it's like they they go in for like a, a good week <laughs> a good <laughs> month and bless their heart they're like you know what this is whoo all right good luck you guys. <laughs> good luck it's like because it is dense it's dense yeah. and uh yeah. I always try to pay attention to like uh when how much I'm putting because you want is like when you get a friend or somebody who's honestly like not the bullshit trying to just string you right around, right but, but really is learning really is, is challenging to themselves and mm -hmm. and you responding kind it's like for me my job is not to give them 37 years of what I know in, in a week you know mm -hmm. it's like but like all right let them it's like being a teacher it's like you're not gonna dump everything on it's like but let's see you know let them kind of do their thing and then it's like oh we'll, we'll check this out have you you know have you looked into the criminal uh criminalization right like, right, like that, right. Industrial criminal um but it, it's i can't talk right now no you're fine <laughs> industrial prison complex yeah but uh but it's like you you because it's so many facets and so many elements to it um it, it's 
you don't want to over like do it either yeah yeah um so it is it's tricky but now now so with that do you find it are you more attuned to um or i should say like have you worked with people that are predominantly white as far as like counseling goes and stuff like that yeah i would say in my in my few years in counseling most of my well see i, I don't know i kind of had clients all over the board because i worked at different counseling centers mm-hmm. so i was at a, a counseling center that was like run by black people and most of my clients were black mm-hmm. i worked at a counseling center that was actually um had a diverse staff mm-hmm. um but it was specifically for native americans so i had native american and hispanic clients mm-hmm. um which you know a lot of Hispanic people have Native American, you know, in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and sorry, my internet is, or my, that's asking a question. Hold on. Let's see. Should be good. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I worked at a counseling center where most of my clients, I worked a couple where most of my clients were white. Mm-hmm. So I, I will say I've had like a diff, a good variety. Um, and honestly, I feel like a lot of times, there's this thing called socioeconomic status. Are you mm-hmm. familiar with that term? Yeah. So yeah, so it's like I feel like that a lot of times in counseling makes more of a difference well, than explain it to our audience though. Yes, yes. So basically, um, where are you at in terms of your your on the financial hierarchy and where are you at in terms of the, the societal hierarchy? So socio, societal, economic, um, money status. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're somebody who's coming from a place of, of poverty and, and oppression, that's going to look different, um, or extreme oppression, then that's going to look different than somebody who's coming from a more middle-class situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would say that, a it, a white person and a black person, um, in a, in a, coming from a, a state of poverty in the same city are going to have more in common with regard to what they talk about in therapy than than uh to a white and a black person um you know in in a middle class situation i mean mm. did i say that right what i'm saying is that that the 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 racial part is is i would think not the thing that people have most in common but mm. i think that it is where we come together because the system stacks it up that way right mm. so for example um a white person and a black person coming from from poverty probably do have much more in common they probably should be voting for the same mm-hmm. types of people that are going to mm-hmm. help them they probably should be looking at the same type of government programs and same types of nonprofits, and they, they should have a lot to agree on and to fight for together mm-hmm. um however the way the system pits us against each other you have poor white people who are voting for people who really are trying to help the rich yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and they're not, and they're not having their best interests or you have poor white people aligning themselves with wealthy white people and it's, and, and they feel more of an allegiance with them um, than they do with their, their black counterparts. Mm. So it's, it's interesting how, um, how that, that plays into it. And I feel like I'm like, going on a whole rabbit trail but um i guess the point that i'm making is that that i i I do think that that plays a bigger role in terms of what kind of problems people have Mm -hmm. but being black in america whether 
you have two dollars to your name or whether you're oprah renfrey which i remember we all remember that story when she got turned away um she was trying to shop somewhere and they turned her away because they didn't realize it was oprah they yeah, yeah, yeah. black lady yeah. so um and, and there's lots of stories of celebrities you know you know get pulled over or getting treated mistreated because they didn't realize they were celebrity because all of okay. a sudden that makes you have value right exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> you're not just black you're a celebrity uh -oh. right 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 yeah, right right my bad all right, so because because that's that's a, a thing that's uh, that black people have to deal with regardless of their financial status, mm -hmm. that is that is something common that you're gonna see pre presented, you know, in the therapy room and, and okay. just in our overall struggle. So. Well, and and that's where it's like um, for me, it's like I, I went to mental health with the understanding that it's uh it's like the umbrella, like everybody has some kind of mental health challenges. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm um if you don't have it now you're gonna have it later you know it's like right. it's gonna deal you all kind of hands yeah um yeah so then it's like but as i've gotten more and more into it i've, I've realized like there's so my primary focus on mental health was like but there's specific issues to address um black males mm. and black women and, and, you know, and black america in, in general yeah um and then black and brown people you know it's like there's like specific yeah um, and now how has that changed over your time of being of, of studying and working with people um how how has how has what changed so, so how My... has it changed as far as like what you're what you're starting to key in on mm, yeah i think that so the, as far as the organization goes, I can say, um, I, it's, it's a weird place and I still kind of, I'm still at a point where I'm kind of deciding how, cause you know, branding and marketing is a thing. Right. And so, mm -hmm. um, so the way it, it started, it, our mission or our target market wasn't, didn't, wasn't race specific. Right. So our target market is, is more age specific. So ages roughly 25 to 45 um and where you're grown but you're still trying to figure out how to be grown <laughs> um and um because i'm black i know black people i i am in black spaces mm -hmm. um that's that's who's shown up so it's, it's part predominantly black um and that has become a part of you know what we talk about especially in discussion and and i mean you know black culture is is a vibe and and, and mm -hmm. a life of its own right so the way we the way we, I mean, this is true for every culture. Every culture has a different way of partying, a different different lingo, a different um, set of concerns for, for their for their people. So um, it, it being a predominantly black space has, has made that the focus. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm for that being a big part of the focus. Um, um, that was always gonna be a part of, of what we do in terms of empowering you know the black community and empowering black owned businesses and and helping us you know with the unique um challenges that that are presented to our mental health because of how we're treated in society at the same time it's not exclusive to yeah, exactly. our, our community so that that's i think where i still am like growing with growing and learning with how to really effectively communicate that um that we're a thousand percent unashamed here for black people and we want to create spaces where black people feel safe and are empowered at the same time it's not an organization that's just for black people not that there's anything wrong with that um if your organization is just for black people that's needed very much so too yeah, yeah. um but i mean it's just my heart like i said my heart really goes out for everyone because there's so many 
different examples of marginalized communities. There's so many different examples yeah. of, of communities that don't get enough attention and don't have enough advocates. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, you know, I want us to all be able to rally together. So that's a big part of my mission. But mm. um, the way I like to think of it is, is kind of like a health food store. That's the best analogy I've been able to think of. So okay. health food stores have, you know, you can go there to get health food, right? It's a yeah, niche yeah. thing that you can for sure go there to get health food, but they carry potato chips, they carry donuts, they carry quote unquote regular food too. Um, but they do specialize in having something for people who are looking for healthier options. So I think that would be how I categorize Room 116 okay. and my overall mission is that I'm definitely here for the niche of my people. And mm. I'm definitely, if, if you're looking for a space that's gonna empower black people, we, we got you. Mm. Um, but you know, we also are, are down to empower other other groups as well um but especially especially starting with like i said um any any group that's been you know hasn't been dealt a full fully positive hand by the system so, yeah. yeah okay all right nice nice um and now with that um what is your favorite dance move <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting so, wait, um so yeah my favorite dance move Hmm. That's <laughs> funny because I I I I can and can't dance both. Like oh, oh I'm, okay. I, I'm I'm always gonna find the beat, right? Oh, like okay. I'm All definitely right. you know like my African ancestors would we, would be proud of the fact that I always know where the beat is. At the same time, they'll probably be looking at me a little side eye because I'm not I'm not like I'm not a superstar on the dance floor. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah, not. Okay. I'm when the family gets together, you know I'm I struggle with a little the the new dances that the kids come out uh -huh. with like i can't like my literally my whole family was trying to teach me how to dougie when that was a thing and i couldn't get it <laughs> like, oh, he's like nah, nah. And, you know so yeah. i would have to say to answer your question like a good solid plastic two-step you know that's what i mean that's, like, you know, that's, um wow. i will say if if i'm doing a if i'm if i have to if we're doing some sort of circle or some sort of soul train line where like i gotta do something i'll probably drop it low i could do that yeah. you know okay. Okay. Just typical, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, ratchet yeah. type situation. Okay. Hey, hey, you got it. But, you know, it is yeah. what it is. <laughs> you have that you have that card to play, you know? I mean, hey, sometimes you gotta play that card. <laughs> <laughs> like, like mine is two step, the classic this two, like just hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> It'll get you where you need to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Now how do you um so you guys have a lot of activities? Um, yeah. Now, what is what 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 are those uh, in in compass? So our main kind of staple um, anchor activity is the Friday mm -hmm. night discussion. So that's what you got to see a little bit of mm -hmm. um, every Friday for the past two years. Actually, it was it was October. We did the first one two years ago, so it's the anniversary mm -hmm. this month. Okay. Um, the past few years, every Friday, unless there was something like you know Corona <laughs> um, for the first few months of Corona and. Um, but for the most part, every Friday we have Friday discussion, which basically is uh, people come, we have food either provided or, you know, now we're at a restaurant mm -hmm. um, and we uh, get to know each other. We do a little mingle activity and then we get into the discussion and every week is a different topic. I mean, we talk about everything from mental health to our romantic relationships to mm -hmm. our, you know, relationships with our family um friendships are dealing with ourselves and our self-esteem and our self-worth and yeah. can we be honest can we be confident you know all the different things um in life and adulting and it's, it's really 
juicy, engaging conversations. It's men and women and um, like a good, a good span of ages. Like the medium age is probably like right at, um, the median age is probably right at 30. Um, but we got plenty of 20 year olds, plenty of 30 year olds, a few, um, few 40 year olds. And now we're in the Mert. We have, we have a couple, a couple seniors that come through and are, are yeah, actually part of the conversation. Yeah, it's been, yeah. it's been good. It's been good. So, so that we do Friday night discussion every week, faithfully. And then um, on our normal schedule, um, we were doing a game night once a month. So I am working to bring that back and just have to get creative because, you know, California wants you to be outside right now. So just figuring all of that, the logistics of that out. But um, so we do a game night once a month where we have board games and group games. And those are really, really fun. Um, and it's, it's nice to cater to different uh different ways that people like to connect right so some people are more talkers some people like to engage but not necessarily through talking so games are a great way to do that i love 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 yeah, games yeah. for that reason the mm -hmm. great way to connect people um and have fun you know um in different types of fun so yeah. so that um another big thing we used to do were hikes we would do hikes twice a month and um we would play in the park um, like we were kids, so doing like jump rope and tag and hide and go oh, seek wow. and stuff. Yeah. Um, so looking to bring that back uh, relatively soon too, because it's a fun way to work out. Yeah. Um, and and still have a good time. You don't you don't realize how much of a serious workout you were getting oh, as a kid. Yeah, yeah. But um, Every yeah, day we'd be out of breath. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When we would do those, man. The next day we're all talking like, dude, like everything hurts because <laughs> you don't even realize how hard you're working. You're just having a good time. So. Definitely want to bring that back as soon as possible. Okay. And then, um, like I said, we had some new things that we were going to add on. So, um, like the adulting one-on-one classes and um, have a couple um, things I want to do for the community um, to help us promote, you know, um, empowering Black-owned businesses and um, just really Black excellence in general. Um, so I, I, want to, I want us to keep the same energy that we, that we had after the whole George Floyd situation um you know forever i don't want it to be yeah. a seasonal thing that dies out so um mm -hmm. really want to incentivize um make it a game um where you know we're we're really empowering one another um and, and keeping that going so it's a long list of things that i want to implement um but it's a really small team right now mainly me <laughs> that are making things happen so um as the team grows and mm -hmm. as um, I'm able to set up things to where we can bring in more revenue to to um, have more programs and things, and I'll be able to do more and more. But yeah, it's been a fun ride so far, for sure. Now, now how do you bring? Um, so with that, that I know that's something I'm I'll, I struggle with as far as like when uh, when to get help and when is like you know what I just need to do it myself. Yeah. Like, how are you managing that? Because I'm still like. Oh, man, I should just do that myself. You know, so I'm still <laughs> working on that. Um, yeah, it's honestly about, I think, three things. I would say time, money, and fit, right? So mm -hmm. it's a lot of people over the years that I have had um, want to be a part of the movement and want to be a part of what we're doing because they see the value in it. Um, but at the same time, they ended up not being a good fit for whatever reason um, because their time, because mind you, we're, right now we're all volunteering so mm -hmm. um so when you're volunteering you can only give as much as you can give right so mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and then other things would come up you know like I've had people who were in school who were helping and this was during the summer they could help and then when they got back in school they you know faded out or or they had extra time but then they got a second job so then they had to fade out or Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it wasn't a good fit in terms of the vision. You know, their vision was one thing and, and the overall vision of the organization was another thing. And so, um, you know, we can be parallel, but not necessarily a part of the same organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so different things, uh, people coming along. Um, and then also just just me learning what what is it that I truly want to be doing, right? So there's there's things that I'm really good at when it comes yeah. to community organization and bringing people together and mental health and there's things I am not that are not really my area a lot of the areas of business and marketing and that kind of thing Ooh, those, are not, those are not my gifts Ooh. they really aren't so, <laughs> so I'm like okay so I need to even if I have to get my own money together which is what what I've I've been focused on is okay getting my own money together so I can just pour into the organization and hire people or or you know set things up to where it, it works and, and we're getting the marketing and the, the things that we need, um, you know, most efficiently, because if I'm spending my wheels doing something that's not in my lane then I'm going to be stressed out yeah. and it's not even going to work that great versus, um, and like I've tried, like I said, I've tried the volunteer thing and, and the dedication often isn't there when, yeah. when it's volunteer. Um, so, but I've, I've been blessed along the way. I've definitely been blessed along the way um so the people that were there for whatever season that they were there for they it was it was helpful so i'm very very thankful to the people who have come in and given their time and um you know whether they were paid or volunteer um to be able to contribute to to help help me grow and and help us do more but but yeah honestly it's it's i'm still on that journey so i don't have it all figured out um just learning how to communicate the mission better mm-hmm. um so i'm in the process of updating the website um so it's more clear what we have done what we have been able to accomplish for for individuals and for the community so far mm-hmm. and what we're going to what what the mission is because um it's, it's a blessing that that we have been able to make the difference that we've been able to make mm-hmm. you know not having our own space and just doing things once a week and once a month and that kind of thing um, but the vision is, is that we have our own space, that we have multiple spaces. I always tell people mm-hmm. I want to, the goal is to be as big as the YMCA or, or bigger even, mm-hmm. um, and, and have a facility that's, that's open, um, for the majority of the day, um, if not 24 seven, where that we're having, we're having activities and events and programs. And, and it's a place that you can really just always know that you can come to get uplifted, get empowered, have a good time grow, connect with good people, connect with what you're looking for, just really a hub of resources and fun and growth. Yeah. Um, that's the overall vision. So we're, it's, it's a little, it's, you know, it's, it's some steps we got to go through to get to that space, but um, really being able to communicate the mission um, more efficiently and, and um, communicate with more people, which is the marketing piece, I think will be a big part of that because yeah. I think the more people that get involved and, and see what we're trying to do for the community. Um, the more the more donations we'll have, the more volunteers we'll have, mm. um, the more revenue streams we'll have to have a sustainable business where where I'm not a volunteer anymore and I can you know hire other people. And um, so yeah, definitely wanna wanna continue that path of of growth. But you know, definitely still learning because business is is a learning game. I mean the yeah. the 
most successful people in business um, had that same trajectory. So mm. I kind of remind myself that a lot too. There's this picture of, um, of Jeff Bezos. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Mm. He's like in this little office, like it's this little desk and it has uh, a spray paint amazon.com on the wall. And it was like 1990 something. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's every, every big whatever had a, a humble beginning um, or had a beginning. I don't know. Some people, you know, Kylie Jenner had a, a pretty yes. nice beginning. Sometimes not a but, humble. Just, right, right, right. <laughs> Sometimes you, you, you starting off, you know, real, real far ahead in the race. Yeah, but yeah. regardless, I'm sure Kylie can say, yeah. yeah, lots of work, lots of, of, you know, trial and error and whatever to be able to, to get to where you're trying to go. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so, so where can people, like reach you or if they want to help out and contact yes absolutely yes 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 so the website is room 116 r-o-o-m-116.org mm -hmm. and the instagram that's our our most active social media is uh room 116 connect mm -hmm. um also if you'd like to email us it's info at room 116 connect.com and if you'd like to call or text Oh yeah. <laughs> if you like to call or text, uh, the number is 323-989-1160. So we have lots of ways to reach out. You can DM us, email us, call, text. Um, I'd love to share more with you about the mission if you're interested and in ways you can get involved. Um, definitely, like I said, just, just want to be a, a central hub of connecting people to help them live their best lives so we can change the world together. Thank you. And right now you guys are out of Lamert Park. Yes, yes. Every Friday you can Park find California. us in person at Hot and Cool Cafe. So look Hot and Cool Cafe up. They're an amazing place to visit regardless. Mm -hmm. They have great food. They have yeah. vegan options. Great coffee if you drink coffee. A tea, soul bowl. Yes, they have so much good stuff. And they're really, really good people. Mm -hmm. um, really, really, you know, all about empowerment and love. The vibe is always positive there. So they're there throughout the week. We're there on um, Friday evenings. So um, music, they have a live band that plays outside. That starts at seven. And then we get started with discussion around 930. So awesome. yeah, but definitely follow the Instagram, Room 116 Connect to, to see where we are. Because with the changing Corona stuff, you never know from week to week. It's like, okay, we still good? Okay, we Are good. we doing this? Are we, is this right. Yeah. right, right, right. What week so, is it yeah. this time? All right. Right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Awesome. Thank you for having me on here. Thank you for doing yeah. what you do as well. Thank you for creating this space for people to come and, yeah. and connect, um, you know, online. This is, this is needed. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm learning just like everybody else. So <laughs> I am my, my, in my own way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, have a good night. And, uh, All right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to give you I want to try Hold on. Oh. Cherie McDowell. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you from uh from room one sixteen. Uh did I get yeah I did. Oh hold on. Is Go it? play and connect. Yep, that's us. <laughs> All right, well, it's a pleasure. Thank you so pleasure much. Pleasure for me too. Appreciate you. All right, Bye. get some rest. Do your thing, you know. Thank Let's you. Start running to the next thing. I know, right? <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for watching this episode of Fight the Funk Podcast. Catch new episodes every week. I've been your host, Magic Collins, a.k.a. Magic Man. Subscribe and donate. Shit. <laughs> Be well and work on that supreme harmony. Deuces.